your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, you heard uh, in the last hour uh, from one Limerick family who are going ahead with their Christmas lights display for charity. And we've another on the line now, Cormac Hayes from Hayes Christmas Lights in Shanagolden. Morning, Cormac. Good morning, Joe. Good morning to all your staff and your your uh, wonderful listeners on Limerick Slide 95 FM. Cormac, what's prompted you to go ahead this year? Um, I suppose, like... It's not the first time we've gone into an unknown time, I suppose. We go back to the, the first year we had the COVID-19. It was kind of question mark, will we go ahead with the display? And we had worked with um, a number of people and we asked them their opinions. And, you know, they said, go ahead with it. And it turned out a fantastic year uh, for people because they had nowhere to go during the COVID. I suppose we're kind of looking at another unknown side of things. Uh, electricity prices going up, food prices there gone up, fuel prices, everything is going up. But look, it's for charity. Um, and I think that is the number one reason. You know, charities have uh, funding to have slowed down a small bit. We've had 28 emails over the last uh, two months. Uh, charities asking would we, you know, think of them this Christmas and everything like that. But to me, uh, Joe, look, if I couldn't afford it, I would pack up the gear and I'd finish it up. But look, I want to go ahead with the display. It brings a lot of joy and happiness to people. And I suppose last year, like, I don't want to be a downer on anything, but we had two terminally ill uh, kids here at the display and, and passed away two weeks afterwards. So that to me is a motivation, you know. And um, price electricity. We don't know what's facing us at the end of this, but look, we'll face it together. And but how are you going to manage the soaring costs? Uh, well, look, we've looked at the price and calculated about generators. There's a waste of time just buying in generators uh, because you need three of them to power up uh, 70% of your display. That's about 800 a generator. That's coming to 240 plus the price of uh, diesel. It's gone through the roof. So we're actually going to um, we're going to go full blast with it on the uh, grid, uh, Joe. On the grid? Um, on the grid, yeah. We're definitely going to go with the grid. And, and, and there are two aspects to it. One is the cost, and then the other, obviously, is the fact that you'll be using energy, you know, when there are some warnings around the ability to uh, maintain power, generally speaking. No, and this, this is where it comes to uh, explain to people. Christmas lights... All our lights, 100%, is all LED energy-saving, Joe. Now, people might say, well, what do you mean? Like, it's a massive, um, massive run of Christmas lights display. Everything is LED. LED is a low voltage, and it gives uh, out an awful brightness in your lights and stuff like that. So, like, none of our stuff is damaged. Because you're putting out damaged um, Christmas lights or anything like that, set of lights, it's going to take more wattage to power it. Now, everything is tested twice, three times. Uh, by the time it's lit up and we'll be announcing our date in the next week or two, um, everything is tested five times before they're switched on. Yes, people might say the cost of living, everything like that with electricity. We're going ahead with it, though. It's, it's, it's for massively for charity, and I think that is the bottom line. The, we were told a year ago that blackouts could have happened last Christmas. We've had a year to sort this problem out. Now, it's not my fault. It's a European crisis at the moment. It's happening all over Europe at the moment. 
It's not just an Ireland problem. It's all over Europe. Do you envisage uh, your period of time with the lights on being roughly the same length as last year? Well, we're kind of looking at the aspect that we'll cut maybe like Monday to Thursday, we might do them from six to nine. And then from Friday until Sunday, we can go from five until uh, nine or ten. All looking at the aspect of it, job. Yeah. Like us all, I presume you are hopeful that you won't have to worry about some of the restrictions related to COVID that you had to put in in the past this Christmas. Um, no, and like, once again, you know, we'll have sanitizers, we'll have the two metre signs up, because, look, COVID is, is supposed to ramp again for the winter months. Some people will get vaccination and some people won't, and you have to respect that at the same time. But we will ask people, you know, if you're if you're around the area, just sanitise your hands and, you know, we're not asking to keep two metres apart, we're not asking people to wear a face cover. It'll be people's choice, but at the same time, look, just be careful. And just be careful, I suppose, like we've had a lot of the older generation. And I suppose as the older generation are listening this morning, Joe, my heart goes out to them. Because every day it's about blackouts, blackouts. Like out in the rural uh, country at the moment, my heart goes out to them. It's bad enough they had to face about COVID-19 and are isolated. And even to talk to an, uh, an older person at the moment, they take that one or two steps back from you, you know, and even talk about blackouts at the moment. They mightn't have CCTV cameras or they mightn't have an alarm system and they're living on their own. And it's something that we had talked about here in our own family, that we might set up something in the rural area here and the surrounding areas that if we can help any older person throughout the Christmas, like I have a generator there that I throw into the boot of the car when I'm taking the sleigh through the uh, villages and stuff like that. So if we can help, we'll try and charge all the people's uh, phones if there's any blackouts or anything like that. Yeah. And the, the, the other point, I suppose, is more general. I mean, are you hearing from people uh, worried about the cost of living and, and what the winter holds uh, besides energy? Like, I, I work as a, as a delivery for Delhi Supplies with uh, John O'Neill there and Raheem. And we've seen six hikes and price price are uh, increases on food at the moment uh, Joe like you know people used to go to Aldi's and Lidl's for um, for you know their groceries because they were cheaper and stuff like that they're actually falling into line with the likes of Tesco's and, and Super Value and Sintra shops at the moment I see at the moment people aren't buying breakfast rolls anymore because bref- a breakfast roll is nearly 7 euros now 7 euros where you could get a breakfast roll before for six fifty, that's nearly double the amount. I went for timber the other day for the display, and I used to buy it for one ninety a two by one. Now it's that five twenty. Oh, yeah, that, timber timber seems to have gone mad in price. Not only that though, uh, Joe, even cables and wire and everything. But you have to shop around. It's the bottom line. Like we we live in. We live in a kind of a, a structure where oh, we're used to shopping in one place and one place only. But now we have to change our ways of life again and we have to shop around, you know. And do you think in general, Cormac, is that, you know, there's a budget coming up this day, two weeks, that the government is under serious pressure here to deliver something for ordinary people? I hope the government, and I'm going to say this straight out, I hope the government doesn't forget the working man that's getting up in the morning, uh, Joe, because when I put 20 euros of diesel into my car, it's the equivalent of nearly five euros at this stage. I nearly have to put in 50 euros. Like I'm traveling from Shannon Golden Points, and that's a choice. That's a choice where you work and everything like that. But I just hope the government and I hope our local representatives haven't forgotten, you know, the working people, a working man and woman, 
like the interest rates have gone up in mortgages at the moment, uh, price of uh, fuel, a bag of coal is going to be nearly 50 euros next month. Sticks are gone up. And like, you know, I know they were giving out about the bogs and everything like that, but that's out here in the rural area is a very, very substantial um, matter for older generation because they're relying on all these kinds of fuels and everything like that. I don't know what's coming. Um, I really don't know what's facing even ourselves here at the Christmas lights. We don't get sponsored um, any electricity. Um, I've had a look at the generators, as I said, Joe, and it's just a no-no at the moment, even the calculations of it. Um, so, yeah, we'll have to go from the grid. And as I said, we don't get sponsored or anything like that. And also, Joe, can I just say one thing uh, there this morning about Shenna Golden Post Office? It's kind of, um, I, I don't know whether it's going to be someone else taking over it or there's talks of it closing. There's talks in uh, place at the moment. But I'd just like to say to on post this morning, please don't forget that people living in the rural area like the older generation, rely on all this. We've had banks closed in Eskeaton. We've had a bank closed in Fines. And like from Shannagold and either to Fines, like some people mightn't have a lift or anything like that. And like, I just hope that Niall Collins, Patrick Donovan and Richard would get on board with, in fairness to Adam Tes- our councillor Adam Teske and Kevin Sheehan, who are working hard with the lads in Shannagold. And they had a protest yesterday morning. I couldn't because I was working and stuff like that. We're living in a really unknown time at the moment, Joe. And I'm sure you'll see that yourself, you even with your own shopping or even driving or anything like that. We just don't know what's facing us. And it's a European crisis at the moment. Uh, Well, uh, Minister Niall Collins was in touch with us yesterday and said he had been in discussions with Unpost um, and he believes that progress will be made on uh, someone to uh, replace and ensure that uh, the post office service in Shanagodan continues. But we'll be keeping a close eye on that as well. One other question for you, Cormac Hayes. I think you said you got 28 representations from charities looking for support from your Christmas lights display. How can you possibly make decisions around who you support? Exactly. Like, you'd love to support every every organisation that comes towards you. Like, what do you do? Do you stay with your, your, your own charities? And if you change charities, that's costing you more money to change your 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 display boards and everything like that. It's very hard. And out of the twenty eight, we have contacted eighteen. So we have another ten charities to contact and to the either talk to them and go through where we're coming from and everything like that. It's a tough year, um, um, John. I can tell you that. Even I was talking to uh, Emery in Milford Hospice. They're seeing a difference in the fundraising this year. It's a challenging year ahead of us um, doing the Christmas lights. We raised over 17,000 last year. Will we make the same? I don't know. I really don't know. And it was a discussion that we had here in the family. But all I will say is we're not going to be hitting pe- the same people all the time, either going through villages or... If people want to donate, fantastic. And if people want to keep up to date with Hazel's Christmas Lights, they can follow us on Hazel's Christmas Lights on Facebook and Instagram. All right. Cormac Hayes, thank you very much for talking to us about your decision to go ahead with your Christmas lights display in Shanna Golden and a number of other topics that uh, we ended up discussing too. Appreciate your time. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.